All right. Is that working? I can see. You can't hear me. I can hear you too, actually. Okay. <laughs> okay that's good. <laughs> guess that's I mean, more important, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, mine podcasts have never quite caught on, have they? <laughs> we were going to talk about interviewing. Interviewing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You've obviously done it more recently than me on the receiving end of interviewing. And yeah. one presumes if you're in a management role, you were doing it to other people. <laughs> to other people. Yeah. 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 It's like kind of an unavoidable thing, I feel like, unless you've been in a place for a long enough time or you're doing your own thing and then you don't, I don't think you have to interview for anything, which is nice. But I don't know. Whether you're on the receiving end or the, What's the opposite of receiving? Giving. giving and doesn't seem like you're giving anything. It just seems miserable for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone enjoys interviewing. No. Um, I mean, it's nice to talk to interesting people. I like that part. I really yeah. like, you know, chatting. Be I nice if your like, job wasn't riding on it, though. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just informal, not super high pressure. And I feel like it's just more fun, but... Once it's interviewing, it's like a whole other thing. Have you ever been on those conversations like with someone at a company where you're just like, oh, let's just meet for a chat five minutes in. You're like, oh, this is an interview. It's always an interview. I know. But like I want to believe it's just chill, but it's always an interview. Yeah, but it might be a nice interview, but then that very much depends on the company, right? Like it depends yeah. on how many people they're hiring. It depends on how fast they're hiring. It depends on how good the hiring manager is. I've had some conversations, though, where it doesn't necessarily feel like one. It feels like people are just like, oh, what's your whole deal? What do you do? What are you interested in? And there are yeah. some conversations I've had where they're like, so where are you looking to be in five years? And I'm like, whoa, I thought we are just getting a coffee. That's but so okay. interview though. Yeah. That's such a dull question. Because <laughs> the answer is, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Who thinks five years in advance, especially Who thinks now? five minutes in advance, right? <laughs> I have had good interviews and I like to think we've run good interview processes at Coverage Book, but the best interview process is contracting to hire. That's just mm. the best. It does revolve around the party who is being employed to be free. So that's what happened for me at Coverage Book. I was never interviewed. You just I showed got, up and you started doing the thing. I showed up, started doing the thing. I was brought in as an external expert to help them with their rail. They had quite junior rails devs at that point. And they just need someone to come in and go stop it falling down, get things under control and throw in some standard process and things like that. So I did that and that was fine. And then after only 18 months of deciding whether I was any good, they offered me a job. <laughs> I've never done the contract to hire, but I, so my thing with that is like, isn't there like pressure on the person who's contracted where it's like, you know, you're, you feel like you're performing and you're like oh is it good enough like am i hireable i think the same as employment though right and also it's much cleaner mm, like yeah. am i earning my x hundred dollars a day day rate right yeah like, we all forget if you take your salary and then divide that by about 200 that's your day rate mm -hmm. you should throw some extras on the top for like benefits and Stuff like that, because as a contractor, you know, but that's how much value you should be adding. That's not meant to be stressful, but like that should give you an idea of what your day rate should be if you're going out to the world to do that sort of thing. And we had that actually, the most recent person who joined Coverage Book, he came in to do some front end work for us. And literally within a week, I was like, we have to hire this person. They're great. 
they have yeah. the right attitude they have exactly the skill set which i didn't think existed this weird mishmash of knows how to do javascript but doesn't like doing javascript <laughs> that really fit our team <laughs> reluctant front-end engineer <laughs> yeah I mean, all the best engineers are reluctant i can uh, definitely uh, <laughs> we should put that on a t-shirt so that's worked well for us but we also hired our last rails person through a proper interview process mm. yeah worst interview you've ever had oh god uh i've had okay so like experience wise like process wise i have one and then i have one that's just like the actual interview like the day of mm -hmm. i'll tell you the one that was like the worst interview itself like not even process i like showed up to this place for an on-site People seemed very confused about where I was supposed to go and like who I went to see first and next. Multiple back-to-back -back conversations with different people. Some of the conversations were technical. And this was a follow-up interview after I'd already done an interview. And I was like, okay, so like you're You'd probably like just... you done a phone thing or... Yeah, I'd done like a phone thing. I had done a coding exercise. So at this point, it was like third round on-site whiteboarding interview, coding challenge. And like, it was the worst interview itself because nobody ever like asked me like do you want water do you want like to go to the bathroom they were just like you know firing squad and i was like by the way i'm like a human being like <laughs> like i showed up here for the third interview and you're like treating me in kind of a terrible way and then after all of that i did that for like four hours and then they were like can you can you do this one more thing like this one more take home or coding exercise and i was like no before your this bladder is... explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, additional, is... additional pressure. Yeah. And I was like, man, you should have at least given me water. Like I've been through interview processes where like there was a lunch break and like, you know. I think there they should real, be like, a lunch break. Yeah. There should be breaks built in. And like, oh my God, it was just terrible. I was like, is this how you people work? You guys just work for four hours nonstop, like going from one problem to the other and you can't take breaks to be a person. That was the worst, like, actual interview. I was like, man, yeah. this is not indicative of an organization that's thought about what it's like for the other person. No, exactly. And that itself is a red flag, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. not even including how bad the questions were in the actual interview or <laughs> making you do a whiteboard test or... Yeah. Because, you know, there's nothing that happens more in my life as a day-to-day -day engineer than getting a massive whiteboard and trying to solve a uh, reverse sort inside big o one I, I don't know like it's just nonsense right that's not what we do we google stuff we, we wire up the plumbing we check it works we write some tests you know there's all you know that's what we do yeah so yeah yeah, yeah and well, i didn't end up working there no surprise, okay surprise, well, well done because i i didn't even i was like I, when they asked me like for the fourth round i was like no there was you another haven't round figured it out. yeah they decided can you do one more round did they and hire like, anybody ever no <laughs> ever <laughs> that role is still open it's still it's open like... four years later yeah. <laughs> um, okay and, and that wasn't even the process so that was the interview was bad yeah the interview was bad. bad there was one where i went through multiple recruiter conversations and this was with a much larger company actually both of these were kind of larger companies which maybe says something but mm. the process was just bad because i had a very good recruiter conversation i had a very good conversation with the engineer and then i did a coding exercise and in the coding exercise i was like oh, okay this seems pretty straightforward i like asked questions completed the exercise ahead of time and i was like wow 
this is a weird feeling, but okay. Is there anything else I need to do? I've read some tests. Do you think there's anything I'm missing? Because, you know, it's an interview is a conversation. So you yeah. want to have a conversation with your interview and be like, oh, do you want to build on this? Are there other things we should do? And the interviewer's like, no, I, I think you did everything. And I was like, okay. And we just had a nice chat at the end of the call. And the recruiter got back to me and was like, seems like a, we're not going to give you an offer at this time because you didn't complete all the things on the interview. And I was like, are we in alternate realities? Like, this is literally the opposite of what happened. <laughs> and I, like, asked the recruiter. I was like, huh, that's uh, not what I my experience was. Did you mix me up with somebody? Or did this person just not tell me what they expected? And they were just like, no, no, you're done. It was weird. And I was so, like, uh, So you think there like... may have been more, but the person interviewing you was like, well, if they haven't spotted it, they can't be very good. Yeah, kind of or thing. they, like, wrote me off early on and they were just like not even going to tell me and then right, my process yeah, yeah. of getting feedback i was like so what do i work on yeah and it was just like finish more stuff and i was like what if you don't tell me what it is like what does that mean yeah <laughs> it was weird like it, it yeah. wasn't constructive i feel like at all for anybody so that was the worst process because i was kind of like a little bit of a i don't know a little bit gaslighty where i was like i thought i had a totally different experience <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm questioning whether you sent this to the right you know candidate yeah, yeah exactly yeah so that was that was that's weird um I've what about been, you i've been relatively lucky with interviews and also because early on i sort of moved into a more contracty kind of headspace for myself mm. and so for a long time i didn't want jobs so i if i think of my programming career i fussed about for like six months doing bits and pieces of like wordpressy type stuff for people and then i joined like the first Rails startup in singapore that were converting wow. their job out to rails in 2008 yeah that sounds about right timeline and wise. then i yeah i sort of joined various bits and pieces typically brought in as a contractor and then i started my own thing in singapore and then i came back and i I did interview for my first job back in the UK and I had to chase them to interview me. It was weird. They were desperate <laughs> for people and struggling to hire. I, I spoke to them because I had a friend of mine was working. He was the CFO, but wasn't involved in the technical recruitment at all. But like, that was the only reason I went back to them and went, hey, we like had a chat when I first got back and I was in the depths of like tiny babies and just finishing off this previous startup in singapore and then i sort of had to chase them to interview me and they run a fairly typical what i consider to be a fairly typical series a b startup thing which is standard cv they have an internal recruiter some form of informal chat with the manager of the team mm -hmm. a problem solvey kind of chat mm -hmm. no coding with somebody some kind I of like coding yeah yeah some kind of uh, programming exercise and they also used to get people to do a 10 minute presentation oh wow just to prepare something gotcha and then you know it didn't have to be on anything particularly they said that we don't care what it's about something you're passionate about ideally technical because that will help us get another angle on that yeah and so they would have one person one engineer senior engineer would do the chat one senior engineer would do the coding pairing it was like a pairing exercise they'd sit with them and then you'd do it um, I think it was just a toy one. It wasn't a very good one, so I recall. 
and then three or four people would come in and watch the presentation and it was like it was very low key like if you're really really stressed about presentations you could stress out about it it was just like four people in a meeting room like can this person run a meeting basically on a thing they know about yeah that's an interesting thing to look for i don't know that i've ever interviewed anywhere where somebody i always look for that sort of thing yeah that was, you know, I thought fairly standard. They tried to do it all in one day and, you know, get you on site back when on site was the thing, even though I was being hired for a remote role. But so I went up and did the three hour stint. They gave me water. It was fine. Um, and <laughs> I was allowed to bar. use the bathroom. Did they make sure you were hydrated? Because that's just like, <laughs> I mean, it does help with the brain one. working, right? Um, <laughs> so the process we did, I sort of made it up based on previous experience, which was we had, we stole a little bit of, uh, ironically, Basecamp's recruiting thing, which is they get mm. people to write. And I do think writing is important because we love the communication we do is writing and coding is after all writing. Mm -hmm. So we asked for a CV and we asked for a cover letter. And can you answer these three or four general questions? Tell us about something you found out recently. Tell mm -hmm. us about things that you've done in the past that you enjoyed. Like sort of get the interviewee questions in yeah. that so that you can then use that to have a chat. And then the technical exercise that we did was I gave them our user.rb file from mm -hmm. our Rails app and any other files that were linked to it and sort of sanitized some of it. But it was in a pretty bad way as most people's user.rb files are because it's always yeah. a God model. And I basically just put it in fairly unvarnished and said, please tell me how you would refactor this. <laughs> Present it however you like. Gave it to them a few days before, said, have a look at this. Don't spend more than an hour looking at it. Make some notes and then present back how you might change things or where you think there are strange things or whatever. And there was enough in there that you could have talked for hours and hours because there still is, let's face it. Yeah. And that was a really good exercise because that shows how respectful people are. Mm -hmm. It shows how quickly they spot. And I actually introduced some bugs into the code for that thing as well. So like it wouldn't run if you opened it up. It was, that was a really interesting exercise for getting the sense of how a person would be to work with without putting them through an actual coding exercise. Yeah. Um, and it was real production code, which oh, I don't yeah. know if you real told them that. Real awful production code. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, this is, this is our user RB. Please be kind. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah. But then it's but, like, you know, you get to see how they think about things, like a legit problem that they'd have to solve on the job versus like some abstract thing that you like could have studied in one of those, you know, guide yeah. to interviewing books. Yeah, I have. I've been chatting with a friend of mine who's interviewing at the moment and, and he's got quite a good toy version of their app. So they have mm -hmm. a little mini Rails app that I think they're trying to hire enough people that it's worth it for them. But they have the same domain as their main app, obviously less complicated because it's not real. Mm -hmm. But like it gets people thinking in terms of those things. And they ask people to do a PR, basically. They ask people to implement a feature, which is fairly standard yeah. pairing-y technical thing. Do they um, give them a limit on how much time they should spend? Yeah. Actually, what they do is they pay an amount of money for completed tests. So oh. that which is quite an interesting take as well. So they, they do like the pre-screen. So they, they'll do a chat. He has lots of chats with people. And then they they say, go off and do this. They have over a weekend to do it in. If they complete it and submit it and they don't get the job, they get 
it's you know it's not probably the value of their time but it's an amount of money i can't remember what it is but that feels fair to me as well yeah yeah i agree and i think for me the best interview experience i ever had was working on actual code that the other engineers were working on they were like i was already working on this yeah like you're gonna pair with me i knew that they were testing me for different things and they tested me on like front end stuff back end stuff uh, architectural things and like just, you know, personality chats, but they flew me out because I wasn't living in the city at the time. They paid me what they would pay a contractor to work there for two days. And I was like, well, this feels like, you know, maybe I learned something, even if I don't get the job, like, I don't feel yeah. like they were just like, give us your brain to help us implement production features and then goodbye. Like yeah. I felt valued. Um, and I did end up working there for quite a while, but it was, it was cool. Cause it like being on the other side of that, being the person to interview, I was like, okay, what is it like to actually work with this person? Because mm. this is a thing I'm already working on. If it's fun to work with them on this tiny little feature for an hour, yeah. it's probably fun to work with them for eight hours for a whole yeah, year. Yeah. You know, like you get a good sense of that. And it was cool too. Like once I started working at this company, I saw from the other side what the interview process was like. And we would all discuss like, who's going to talk about what? Like we should make sure we have enough surface area. Somebody should mm. cover this. Someone should cover that. Let's try to not repeat things let's try to not pick anything too intimidating like no super like cse questions for somebody who's super new let's Mm. not try to scare people so that was i think that was really nice it felt like the least exploitative process (laughs) i've ever been a part of (laughs) yeah i mean it's difficult isn't it because like that is good if you're not hiring many like a lot of my experience in hiring and being hired has been Actually, no, when I was hired at House Trip the, in the, my first job in the UK, that they were hiring quite a bunch and we had quite a strong process and it was the same problem. Mm-hmm. But that's the difficulty. If, you, if you're hiring lots of people or trying to hire many people, um, consistency of problem and rubric and all that stuff. Matters. Rubric, is that the word? Yeah, rubric's the right word. It matters to have a consistent interview so that you can actually compare people. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this company did not hire that often. It no. was maybe one person a year. Yeah, just maybe. a sensible <laughs> amount of hiring in my perspective. <laughs> Two is way too many. Um, it's double. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I'm quite glad I don't have to do it too much because it is a huge investment of time. Yeah. I think the worst situation to be in is trying to hire lots of people and not paying quite enough. So you end up doing a lot of interviewing and then people passing on your offers. Yeah. That is a bad place to be as a hiring manager. But what do you do in that situation? Out of curiosity, just be like, can we get people, can we pay people more? Because no one wants to work here. Well, I mean, this is genuinely a situation. I was chatting to some other folks and they were saying that the market for Ruby developers is bonkers right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's completely bananas. Um, partially because there's just general lack of liquidity in terms of people moving jobs. All Which is of, interesting because talk I of feel the great like resignation is definitely post pandemic. Yeah. Everyone's been sat where they are. So I think there is a little bit of that, but there's also a sense of just like lots of people have realized that they can hire remotely. And I think that has also mm. meant people are being a little more picky on the jobs yeah. they can take, I guess. So I think the only solution really is to like actually put a program in to help juniors to have your organization be a good place for juniors to land. I am fortunate in that I don't have to think about that right now in my day job. But genuinely, the next people, if we were to hire engineers, we're not hiring engineers at the moment, but like if we were, I really think I would try and hire juniors. Yeah. Because 
you know, and you expect them to move on, right? This is the other, this is the other end of interviewing. It's just like when people leave, um, which we could probably talk about another time. But like, yeah, it's like you can't <laughs> expect people to stay forever. So yeah, plan for them to leave. Um, yeah. You know, that can be definitely a, an interview question, right? It is cheesy to say, where do you want to be in five years? But it's like, you know, what are you trying to get out of this role that you're not getting in your current role is a good question. Yeah. I like how, when people how, ask me that question. How could we help you succeed here? What would success look like for you on your first week, on your first year? Kind of, those are interesting questions for me. Yeah. Because hopefully the person can extemporize, right? They can talk around their own career um, without, like the, the worst interviews are when you ask a question, someone goes, I would like to program more Ruby, less JavaScript. You're like, <laughs> cool, that's imaginative. Well done. Me too. <laughs> Well, given that none of us can control (laughs) how frameworks work. (laughs) Why don't you you give us uh, some more why to that? I mean, it is tough. I've never found interviews scary or threatening because I've always found them to be, I'm trying to work out if I want to work there as much as they're trying to work out. Maybe that's just my cast iron middle-aged white guy experience. (laughs) Well, Um, you do have... You know, you've been in the industry significantly longer than yeah. I now, have. obviously now, but even even yeah. like when I was interviewing as a youngster, you still I, had yeah. that. That's well, the, great. I was I, I was twenty two, so like, I just believed I ruled the world. So you know, I didn't <laughs> I didn't know. Um, yeah, like I've always felt that like it's important to work out whether you're going to enjoy it as much as you can. Yeah, but I think and it's you, like a. You, you have to kind of reframe it because I feel like the first few years of my career, it felt like I was trying to like prove myself and be yeah. like, you should hire me. And the last, eh, this well, kind of should. job. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's also like, maybe they all should, but yeah. that doesn't mean you want to work at all of them. Like, no, exactly. now I think that, that's kind better. of how I think, right? Like, you know, yeah. I am, I sort of back myself as a human being to be competent. Yeah. Right. In a thing that I'm interested in doing for a living. I find it weird. I find the whole like trying to trick people style of interviewing. You don't see it so much anymore, but like you still get individuals who are like, I've worked with individuals who, when they were part of a larger hiring process, would be incredibly harsh. I literally Mm -hmm. said to one of them, like, I wouldn't get through your coding interview. (laughs) Would you get through your own? I mean, they would because they were one of of these really, you know, rigorous, detail oriented programmers. I wouldn't get through your coding interview now. And I know the code base now. And I wrote a third of it. So <laughs> it's like, how would I get through your interview? So you were saying. Yeah, well, what I was getting at is it takes, you have to be in a certain spot to reframe interviewing as a two-way street. Because mm. I think a lot of, like, at least for me early in my career, I did not think of it as a two-way street. And the last interview process for this job and maybe the one before is when I started thinking of it like that. Mm. And like this interview process that I did this past summer after taking a lot of time off, trying to figure out where I wanted to go next, I turned companies down, which was the first time I think I had really done that before getting the offer um, because I was just like, yeah, this isn't working for me. You know, like I was like, ah, either something about it rubbed me the wrong way or what you're describing as the day-to-day work, it yeah. doesn't align with what I want. So why right. am I going to go through this process? You're hiring for a role that someone else might want. And it's not me. And yeah. I think in the past, I don't think I would have had the guts to turn it down because I kind of felt like I had to prove that I could get the offer or prove I was going to say did you was it about you wanting the pat on the head of like they want me they want me yeah (laughs) probably there's some of that but also me thinking it's not about 
me wanting to interview them. Yeah. Me, it was me thinking, they're like grading me. Mm. Do I have what it takes? And now I'm like, eh, you could work so many places, especially right now with the number of roles open yeah. and the number of engineers. You literally could work at a lot of different places at once. You're not going to. So like yeah. pick the best one and I don't know, I've become so much more robust about approaching interviewing i'm just like mm, here's my criteria if you don't hit these we're not going to continue and sometimes it's like a vibe from the people sometimes it's like the description of the work sometimes it's like the pay and benefits where i'm like this doesn't make sense for me to go this direction or sometimes it's like the product where i'm like uh, i just don't care about this or it's or it's facebook <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know when they're going to pick up on the fact that i don't respond to them but yeah I mean, it's an interesting thing, right? I think it comes down to having confidence in the things that you should be confident about. It's mm. correctly assessing yourself. I know I'm good at this thing and I'm personable and I've got good experience in stuff that is around the coding, right? There will be a bunch of people coming out of boot camps, et cetera, or career changers who have tremendous skills that they have brought from another arena, right? And to know that you have that confidence... That's hugely valuable to any organization, right? Like that, those other skills, like to be able to assess yourself and think, do you know what? I am quite good at that. I am a bit weak here. And actually to be able to say that in an interview, to be able to correctly identify your own strengths and weaknesses, that gives you power in a certain mm -hmm. sense. Because then you're just like, well, I know I'm not good at that. And I've told them I'm not good at that. And it's, a, it's either a thing I want to work on or it's a thing that they really value and I don't in my career. Or, you know, yeah. to know where your gaps are and whether you are happy with those gaps or not, right? Yeah. For them to know where your gaps might be so they don't go, well, that person didn't seem to know test-driven development. I'm just like, well, that's just not the way we've been doing it at the place I currently work. Yeah. You have a test-first, test-driven development. I wrap things in tests after I've, you know, spiked it and done a bunch of stuff after. But like, it's important to know, even at an early stage in your career, like correctly assessing, I can get things working, but I don't have much structure. I'm really looking for that. I want to grow into that, right? That kind of conversation is a good kind of honest conversation. Like, don't try and pretend you're something you're not. The best people I've interviewed have known where they were in their career and what they were hoping to get. Which is like great and also trying to decide if that person's a good fit, right? Exactly, right. Like, I really want to get into product work and like do product engineering. Maybe don't put this person on the SRE side because it's like yeah. that's not going to give them what they want. That's not the right role for them. I mean, it depends on the company, right? Like some companies don't value the cover letter stuff. Like I'm, get, I'm getting back to the writing stuff, but I really think the quality, the basics for me, it's like spell everything correctly, get the punctuation and the capitalization of the company's name correctly because that is just like... Attention when, to detail. Attention That's to detail is. during that process. Like even <laughs> if you're not a super detailed person, like during that process, someone spells coverage book wrong or puts a space in it. I'm just like, they haven't looked. They haven't looked at the website. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? Um, yeah. I, I feel like my one gripe with interviewing that I'm really tired that this is still a thing is like the fact that the people I know who've interviewed recently, especially, but in general, they have to like go into this mindset when they're like looking for a new job or when they've left a job and looking for the next job. They're like, I'm interviewing and it feels like they're putting on, you know, like a football helmet and ready to enter the trenches because they are like, mm. I got to get this coding interview book and I got to prepare for this and I got to review binary search and I got to be able to implement this. And I'm like, this is wild, like, because it's just like, we don't do any of that. And I don't know, like, 
when we're going to stop doing that nonsense. But it's like still happening. And it, do you think I that's think still, that, outside of like the big fang companies like your Googles, your Facebooks, where they're just, to a certain extent, there's a bunch of people who really rate themselves doing interviewing? Yeah, um, I think there are like larger, well off, not fang companies, but big, quite well established companies that use those types of things for the coding interview bit. Right, like not necessarily okay. whiteboarding, but they're like, we're going to do a little like, hacker rank exercise or elite code exercise and i'm like if if you ask me like how am i going to sort i'm going to like use a library that has a sort function you want me to spend four hours implementing this like is that what you want yeah <laughs> if we have a library why will i not use that i quite like the the problem solving kind of interviews because those tend yeah. to be at a high level because you start at the product and go we're going to build this feature roughly knowing you're in a rails world what sort of things might you use and like yeah. that kind of gets people to... That's so much more useful. Talk oh about libraries God. they've used or comparisons or libraries that have worked for them or haven't worked for them or where it was strong and where it was weak in a previous job or that kind of thing. Um, certainly that like that mid-level interview, that that's quite a nice question for that kind of person. Yeah. Um, I love the architecture and design yeah. a system type of interview questions because yeah. I'm like, oh, this is actually like a real thing I'd have to think about. I'm never going to have to think about reversing anything. It feels like the most like the fun bit of programming before you get in the weeds, right? It's just like, yeah. huh, I'm probably going to do this. this is, uh, I could probably use that. Or that's a new thing I haven't tried. I'll spike that and see if it works. Or yeah. I'm a great believer in paying for things so you don't build them. So like, I'm just thinking of Mux.com, which does like video encoding. We've been moving to a new solution and their API is really nice. And so we mm -hmm. thought we'd try that. And like being able to have that discussion with someone about what things did you like about X product or X library? It's just, you know, why do you like Sidekick? Why don't you like Active Record? You know, those kinds of mm -hmm. things and interesting discussions that let you understand how someone's brain works and whether their opinions are going to mesh well with your team, I suppose. Because yeah. the other thing that I was looking for when I was doing that exercise I was talking about when we were hiring is I was, I was using it as an asshole klaxon. So basically... <laughs> Someone someone comes in and goes, well, this is ridiculous, blah, 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 yeah. blah, you know, and comes at it without humility and without the understanding yeah. that that user.rb thing is making a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. Because that's when it comes down to it, that's the point of the code. Like you can refactor until you're blue in the face, but like you won't make any more money probably. Yeah. Yeah. The genius asshole problem is definitely yeah. something to watch out for. But I think that asking those questions actually screens for that so much better than please – you know, search Reverse through this, this data yeah. structure. Exactly, yeah. Is there right. anything else you want to talk about? I mean, I'm not well experienced in interviewing super junior people. Mm. I actually don't know how I would interview super junior people off the top of my head. Like seniors, mids, like I can kind of get a sense of. But fresh out of a boot camp, I feel like I could probably get a sense of as well. Yeah. Because like I feel you're like looking for like enthusiasm and ability to interest. finish things. Yeah. And like, what kinds of questions do they ask? I remember yeah. when I interviewed for my first engineering job, I basically like paired with a couple of the senior engineers and I was just asking questions. I was like, what does that do? What's going on when you do that? Where does that come from? Why did you do that? And they, I think they were just like, wow, <laughs> this person like really wants to learn everything. Easy and lady, think... give her a second. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was probably like a, I, I heard later on that that was like a large reason like why they were like oh yeah this person seems like an obvious good fit because they're like eager to learn and like if you're eager to learn you can fill in the gaps and you just need the right supportive environment but yeah yeah definitely I don't know. 
Yeah, I think that's probably what you're generally screening for at that level, right? Yeah. Interest and like ability to pick things up. And yeah, and you have to flex the interview. That's why it's important to know what roles you're interviewing for. Like just generic engineer is not helpful. Knowing you're going to hire genius and just looking for that rather than and adapting your interview style. Like, you know, I've, I've had. Yeah, they're totally different approaches. You cannot yeah. interview a newer career engineer the way you would interview someone with eight years of experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it'd be horrible. Although you do have to give all of them water. I think we've established that. Yeah. No, baseline. Baseline. <laughs> if you're interviewing a human. <laughs> Make sure they are fed and watered. And actually, yeah. I, talking about, we, you said about there was a lunch, and I, I actually quite like that as well. It's quite nice if you've got a bigger team and you're doing that sort of interviewing to actually send them off with people who aren't interviewing them. Yeah. Just go out for lunch with these two people. They're not involved in your interview process. They're not even involved in the decision-making meeting. You can then ask them questions. Yeah. Um, Which is then your opportunity as the candidate to be like, all right, do I want to work here? Because yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. the lunch defines all the decisions for you. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and you also, they, they will also get a sense of the wider team as well. So it's just like yeah. it's more exposure over short periods with people. So Yeah. Yeah. So no whiteboards, more lunches. Keep them hydrated. Yeah. There you go. Interviewing do that. Some, <laughs> interviewing <laughs> something. <laughs>